0: Welcome to Ms. Lyric's Poetry Outlaws, a show about all things poetry. I'm your host, Katherine Owen. Good morning, Outlaws. It's Labor Day. Can you hear the cat purring on my lap? He doesn't want to move. He's so exhausted from all his labor. Yes, indeed. Well, my partner's gone off to work on Labor Day at the shop where he finishes wood. So his labor is not ceasing today. And I'm going to be working with a client today on her manuscript. So that's my source of labor currently. And I guess I should have waited to talk about Social Poetics today, uh, the anthology of poetry by workers around the world in a variety of conditions and situations by Mark Nowak, but I already talked about that. So today I'm going to do an homage to Dorothy Livesay, an important Canadian poet who is long overdue for an homage. I never actually met her, but let's see, she died in 1996. She was born in 1909. And when I first started getting intensely involved in the poetry scene, I've been writing poetry for a long time, but I first started understanding a little bit more about what was going on in the different realms of writing and publishing and performing. Uh, She was living in Victoria and my ex Chad Norman had met her and written an homage to her and I got senses of what she was like in her very later years filtered down to me when I was a very very young poet from older poets from Linda Rogers to Patricia Young to P.K. Page, uh, that sense of, and also uh, I think Earl Burney's uh, ex and widow, I guess, Esther Burney. I met her and uh, the sense of Dorothy is still being very uh, intense and crotchety and committed and dedicated. And she was a social worker for a good long period of time and she was very intent on the rights of women. Uh, extremely feminist poet became more so as she got older and I'm going to read to you a couple of uh, things about her bio that I got from the Canadian Encyclopedia and then also Poetry and Voice. Uh, she was born in Winnipeg and she died in Victoria. Yes. 09 to 96. Uh, she's known as a writer of journalism, short fiction, autobiography, literary criticism. They call her a strong and sensitive poet who is interested both in public and political issues, but always infuses them with her personality and emotion and intense rhythm. She, Had a mother who was also a journalist, poet, and translator, Florence Randall Livesay, and her father, JFB Livesay, was the general manager of Canadian Press, and she published her first book, The Green Pitcher, when she was 19 in 1928. Uh, She was educated at the University of Toronto and the Sorbonne. She worked in leftist politics during the 30s. She won the GG for Day and Night in 1944 and Poems for People in 1947. She trained as a teacher and she also worked as a social worker. It doesn't seem to mention this here, um, but there's a wonderful book about her life called uh, Journey with Myself, I believe it's called. And uh, yeah, Journey with Myself was her memoir. And there you can learn a lot more about what she did and how she did it. She was a writer in residence. She was, as I said, lifelong concerned with women's rights and the identity of the woman artist in the Poetry and Voice uh, bio. It says her career spanned six decades. She was known for her passion, political engagement, the craft and beauty of her poetry. She wrote of worker exploitation, poverty, and women's rights, among other concerns in haiku, lyric, sonnet, dramatic monologue, and documentary poems. And let's see, she was a founding member of the League of Canadian Poets, and she ended up writing 24 collections of poetry. And she also has a much earlier memoir called Right Hand, Left Hand, A True Life of the 30s. So she was definitely a -a one-of-a-kind Canadian poet, unyielding, fierce as any outlaw, And determined to live her life on her own terms. She was married to a man called Duncan uh, Livesay. And uh, they separated, got divorced. I believe they had two kids. And she faced a lot of conflicting issues in that particular era. Between her own desires to be autonomous as a poet, as a woman, as a worker and then the expectations of how she was going to interact with her husband, the role she was going to play domestically, and so forth. Uh, so I would like to read one of her very short poems, which is quite well-known, called The Unquiet Bed. It's just in four very short stanzas, and it's partially rhymed. Uh, it's a A B. A-B... Uh, it's a A B. A-B... C B, hmm, wakey wakey brain. Uh, again, more coffee. A B C B, uh, style pattern. Uh, in the rhyme scheme, and uh, this is a very interesting uh memory behind this poem, uh, which is surrounding her husband Duncan's, her ex husband Duncan's, death in early nineteen fifty nine when she was attending a seminar in London. And he died uh, where they were living at the time. Uh, so I guess, hmm, I don't know. Was she separated? I guess she might have been. And then um, she didn't get divorced. I'm probably mixing her up with Margaret Lawrence at this point when it comes to what happened to her marriage. I guess I have to re-read Journey with Myself. Always a good idea. So she says, uh, she learned of his death this way. In the narrow hallway of the club, was a rack for letters and a bulletin board i barely glanced there when i noticed a thin blue envelope with my name on it tearing it open i read father passed away last night february 12th love peter her son i stood in the hall shaking instead of going upstairs to my room i went outside again stumbling along into the twilight street the only words that would come to me were i'm free i'm free this is a real kate chopin's awakening moment Then after the funeral, in one week's time, we sold the house on Grand Boulevard. I flew back into the arms of London. There at the end of 1959, I was heading for my 50th birthday. What lay ahead was a new life in Paris with UNESCO, then Lusaka. I had four hoods, childhood, girlhood, womanhood, and motherhood. Now there were two more waiting, widowhood and selfhood. And she wrote The Unquiet Bed after losing her husband, and um, feeling released into her sense of self in its truest form. So this is Dorothy Livesay, The Unquiet Bed. Thank you, Dorothy. The woman I am is not what you see. I'm not just bones and crockery. The woman I am knew love and hate, hating the chains that parents make, longing that love might set men free yet hold them fast in loyalty. The woman I am is not what you see. Move over, love. Make room for me. You've been listening to Miss Lyrics Poetry Outlaws. Stay fierce, word musicians.